ConnectCloud. Get connected, cyber safe is our mantra. From tailored managed security solutions to our next generation cloud platform, MetCloud will drive your organization forward and help it thrive. You can keep up to date with us in all things cybersecurity by following us on Twitter at MetCloud underscore com. We're also on LinkedIn and YouTube. You can find the links to our social media pages and blogs via our website, metcloud.com. Welcome back to another episode of the Vanguard Podcast, everyone. And I'm pleased to say my guest today is none other than journalist, British DJ, broadcaster, and the host of Drive Time in Heart West Midlands, Ed James. Ed is a founding member of the HDY Agency, which is a creative content marketing firm based in the West Midlands. He's also a journalist who writes for the Birmingham Mail, and it's fair to say he keeps himself very busy and well-occupied. In the past, Ed has openly admitted to a few things that have happened in his life which have caused him to hit the reset button, so I'm sure there's many, many things we can speak about, and I can't wait to get started. Ed, very good morning to you, and thanks so much for joining me on the Vanguard podcast. It's an absolute pleasure. Delighted to be here. Very excited to chat to you, Scott. That's fantastic. You know, it's 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 a sombre time in the yeah. UK right now. Um, well, sombre time in the UK and the Commonwealth and probably the world. The world, I think. Um, yeah. yeah, and I, I think we should probably touch on it very very you know, quickly or however long we want. But um, I know you're. You've been affected by it. You've you've posted about it on social media. Um, I've done the same thing. Um, I've recently pa- lost my parents, and you know it's it, and I actually on the same day lost a very close friend of mine to stomach cancer. So it's sorry to hear that, Scott. Yeah, thank you. Um, what do you think it means losing the Queen right now, and 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 the changes we may see in in everyday life, lo- losing such a an impressively supportive and Oh, dare I say, you know, just a pillar of strength of the community in losing the Queen last week? I think it's massive. Um, mm. I don't think anyone... What What's hard, I guess, is we knew it was coming, Yeah, but I don't think anybody was prepared for how it would feel, and it feels really numb. I mean, I've yeah. been really affected by, by it. I was on air on thurs- Thursday night, and obviously we heard the news that she wasn't well and the palace... released that statement and then we knew that everyone was heading up to Scotland so we knew what was coming but we didn't know the time scale and you know as a broadcaster we've been preparing for this for decades because at some point we knew it would happen so there are procedures in place but when it happened just honestly we just all felt numb and then watched it unfold on the tv you heard the output on air and it was it was like it wasn't real and I think that's the situation that we're still in she's been here for so long she's been a part of all of our lives for for so for sure we haven't known anything else and I think there was an element of we all thought she would go on forever because she always been there yep um so I think there's there's a shock element to the whole thing, but I think what I felt and what I've what I've what I've detected speaking to other people is it's more than just the Queen. I think her passing almost makes us think about our grandparents who we may have lost, our parents who yeah. we may have lost. It, it makes us feel about it makes us think about our own mortality as well. And I, I 100%. Think that's that's the big thing. All of a sudden, we're all aware of the the f- finite amount of time we all have and you know we just need to make 
the most of that and I, I think that's that's what it's brought up for me but it's yeah it's just it's just an incredibly sad somber time it really is you know there's a couple of things for me um i think it's one of those places one of those things where um you're always going to know where you were when you heard the news yeah um and you know i was i can tell you now i was in a hotel room up in newcastle overlooking the time bridge and yeah. i saw hugh edwards come on and look as somber as it, by the way as a broadcaster oh, i'm sure incredible. he was he was just amazing i guess you could almost put it you know the walter cronkite type jfk thing yeah. and, you know all that kind of stuff um but i think he, he's amazing the way he's uh he's handled it and 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 held the BBC. In, that's in my opinion. Of no, course. I agree. He held he held our hands all the way through that, and he was yep. actually you wouldn't have wanted to learn the news from anybody else. He was I superb. I absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. Um, so I think it is one of those one of those telling moments in your life where you are going to remember where you were. Mm. But as as a person of of service and as a figurehead um you know everyone says to me now look um uh, the queen's gone what's going to happen in australia um i don't know is the answer what do you um, think oh my gut feeling is and I, I remember speaking to my grandfather about this ed um when when he was still alive you know he was he was english like a lot of us are yeah. um and he came out to australia in 1929 after losing his brother in the first world war um he came out to australia fought um, became a, a sergeant in the Royal Australian Air Force in the Second World War. He always said to me, um, as a staunch monarchist, had a picture of the Queen in the house every really? time we went there, and he always said, Scott, when we go, the guys from the Second World War, it'll probably be time for Australia to stand up and become a republic. Right. Um, I think that's... I think that's true. My only thing, Ed, and I'm not knowledgeable enough to know what would happen, but how is how is changing the head of state going to change everyday lives of everyday Australians? And I can't answer that. No. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I don't know what would change. I don't know how it changes. I think we have a massive part to play in the Commonwealth, and I think that should remain. Yeah. Um, because we win everything in the Commonwealth. <laughs> You do with everything in the Commonwealth. It's annoying. <laughs> you guys are always at the top. Although so, we came fairly close in Brum. We weren't yeah. that far behind you. That's very, very true indeed. <laughs> um, and I guess if you put all four countries together, we'd get our butts whipped. But yes, we don't care about that. No. We're still at the top. Um, but, you know, it, it's it's those kind of things, I guess, that that I, I would hate to see. Again, I'm I'm a massive history buff. Uh, those that know me know I'm a, a World War One historian, okay. abs, you know, amateur historian. I love all that, especially around Australians because we came so far away to, to do this. Anyway, we won't bore it, uh, the listeners in that. But... Um, Ed, just, we could go just on. While, think, while we're on this, though, I think it yeah, might please. be nice just just to say how amazing King Charles it ha has done. I mean, if you bear in mind, Agreed. the guy is going through the loss of his mum and he's going yep. through the grieving process, and he's doing that in public, and he's doing yep. that. He, he's worked. He's worked f as soon as he found out, and he's yep. crisscrossed the country and. I just think what he's doing is amazing and his attitude is amazing. And I think he, you know, I think he's stepped up to his role f fantastically well. So I just think it's probably worth a nod to King Charles III as well. I, I think that's a fantastic comment, by the way. My wife and I were talking about this yesterday and remembering what it was like. You know, I lost my dad through COVID, so didn't have to see anyone, didn't speak to anyone, didn't yeah. have a funeral, all that kind of stuff. This guy... 
um, you know, His Royal Highness is is out there yeah. in front of everyone, grieving his mother, who he's known for seventy odd years, um, who has been an institution to the world, but also to their family. Yes, exactly. Um, he's recently lost his father, um, and he's doing this in front of the world, and he's visited all four co- or visiting all four countries of the of the United Kingdom. Yeah, um, and Northern Ireland. You know, whilst he's grieving, I it's yeah, I agree. Yeah. I I just think he's an amazing person, and and all of them, and and also yeah. staunchly supported by his his wonderful wife as Absolutely well. Absolutely right. Absolutely. So, we've got to talk about you though, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm boring compared to everything else. <laughs> no, no. You know what? I want to I want to talk about inspiration and mentors and that because that's what we do in this podcast. Yeah. But can you give me a two minute overview of 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 you know you're now the 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 wonderful voice of of drive time with heart yes um with your with your fabulous club with Gemma colleague. yeah with Gemma um but also you know you've also got other things you do um and you were the founding member of HDY agency you know yes. that's an, it's a it's a creative content marketing company it is and, indeed uh, based in the West Midlands of course um how did you get to there tell me you know give me a very very potted overview of of how you got to where you are and why you got to where you are. The very brief answer is people. I've got a passion for people because I've analysed this as well and because yep. I do a lot of stuff. I had a book out a year ago. I host a lot of events. I, I just get involved in so much stuff. But I do it because I love people. And, I you know, even when we spoke uh, earlier, there's just – there's a value in every single conversation that you have you learn something by speaking to everybody and that's what I love and that's what I think underpins everything I did so I've been on heart 20 years now did the breakfast show for 16 years now doing drive time um and it was always my dream to do a big show in a big in a big area and the West Midlands is amazing first thing to say I think I've been here as long as I have and the show's been as successful as it has because of the people the people around here are just amazing um it's not my show it's not our show it's it's everybody's show because the kind of show we did especially in the morning but still on drive it's stories from people so we'll talk about stuff and then everyone else gets in touch with their take on it or their story we get callers on and we get texts on because everybody has a story so so the show I've always done has always been a mirror really to the audience and a place to share stories and to laugh about stuff sometimes to cry about things when things feel a, yep. a, a bit tough but it's just sharing stories from everyday people and that's what I love when I first started the show I always thought as well you know a lot of people I know who do what I do Um, turn up in the morning and broadcast to an area and then they go home and they do their own thing. I've I've always thought if you're going to broadcast to an area, you've got to get involved in the area. Yeah, for sure. Learn about the area, got to get to know the area. So I'm not from around here. I was born in Wales originally and then lived a lot of my life in Yorkshire, was a student in the Northwest. So I arrived in the West Midlands in 2000. But right. just just fell in love with the whole area, with Brum and the whole area, and yep. just thought, well, if I'm going to broadcast here, I'm going to get to know as many people as I can. And I yep. think that's the advice I'd pass on to anyone who does 
anything. It's all about a network. It's all about yeah. learning and trying to meet as many people as you can because that's what it's all about. And that, I think, is the main reason that I'm still here. I've just met a load of people. Um, I love that, and I've kept in touch with people. The more people you then know, people go, oh, can you help me out with this? Do you yes, know anyone who can sure. do this? And that's how the kind of agency started, really. People go, oh, do you know anyone who can do my social or who can put a stage in here or who who can host an event here and I thought well hang on a second I'm being I'm being asked for all this stuff it's a lot of people I know surely there's an agency we can create around this yep and so I met Angel uh who's my co-founder in HDY and we set up the business four years ago and and we've grown we've had uh we've been fortunate enough to enjoy a lot of success we're about 35 people strong in the agency now and we're about to employ uh, a few more. We have we work with amazing clients both in the region and across the world. We've just uh, started to work with a few clients in America now, and that's that's partly because the people in the West Midlands are amazing, and the yeah. talent pool we have, and the mindset and the skill set we have here, and that's what I'm all about as well. Just opening up the the people resource we have here to to the world that's a passion point of mine as well um Love but that. to answer your question it's it's people i mean just think yeah. having an interest in people and a love of people pretty much underpins everything you'll ever do I think that's absolutely important. So, which is a perfect segue into into a question that I was going to ask you, and that is, so people being the 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 epitome of what you do and how you do it, and so is there someone that inspired you, or did you have a mentor to to take you along that journey? No, I didn't. I mean, well, I, I say no, not not one person. Not one person. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm inspired by a lot of people. I mean, yeah. and I guess in terms of broadcasting, there's some amazing people you can kind of hold up high. Chris Evans is amazing. Yep. Terry Wogan as a broadcaster, I thought was unbelievable. In America, Dave Letterman, I admire. And if you strip it right back, it's people who have passion for what they do and people who sound like they're having the best time all the way through. So I think it's people like that. And that and that expands into now. So the people I admire now are the ones who who just live life on their terms. There's an agency owner and an author called Jodie Cook based in the West Midlands. She's just written a book called The 10-Year Career, which is fantastic. But it's just, yeah, people who have a passion for life and a zest for life are the people I naturally go to because I just find that kind of energy intoxicating. Just a quick word when you're asking about mentors i i th- i've been very fortunate that my family are just bloody amazing yeah and i wouldn't have got anywhere without my mum my dad and my sister um yeah. and still to this day they are a sounding board that i use honestly every single day that's and awesome. we share stuff and we're really really close and i just think that's and i feel very fortunate because i know not everybody has that of um, course but i just feel really fortunate that it's a safety net, I think, that you know that whatever happens, you've got your team who fight for you Absolutely. in your corner, and that's that's unbelievable. And and you know what? It'll really hit home when when they're gone. You know, yes. I I I spoke to my dad minimum twice a week. Yeah, even when and I've lived here for nineteen years. Right, you know, um, so BT have made a hell of a lot of money. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> you know, because because my dad was a luddite, he would not get the internet. So oh, would he not? Yeah, no, it was always on a on a landline uh, until the last couple of years, and then we got him a mobile phone, which, okay. by the way, he always complained about. Um, did but he? It's, it's quite, yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. What? How um, can he complained about it? What was his problem with it? Oh, because you know, if I touch this, I might do that, and it was uh, the fear, right, okay. fear of the unknown. I I'm think. With you. I think yeah. Ed. Yeah. So anyway, that's uh, it, it, it's a it, it's a funny story which we'll have over that beer, I'm sure. Okay. But some- <laughs> if data had a sound, it could be this. The sound of important and sensitive information leaking out of your business. MedCloud. Get connected, cyber safe. I love that, but I, I love the idea about people and passion. I, yeah. I'm very similar. I think that's why you and I are getting on very, yes, very well. And absolutely. That, and that is, you know, passion for life. Yeah. Um, if you get kicked, get back up. And, yeah. and I want to talk a little bit about that because, you know, you've the good thing I like about you, Ed, is is your opening. What you see is what you get. Yeah, and, completely. And, yeah, and and I'm I'm very similar. You know, you wear your heart on the sleeve. All those all those sayings. Um, but you know, you've made no bones and you've openly addressed that there's there's been some crap times yeah you know? and um and and one of the things that you you you're about is is about the pivot or or the change or the brush yourself off and learn from that yeah um tell us a little bit about that i mean how do you go about that if 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 you are kicked or you do have a setback what what's something apart from as you said you speak to your mum your dad your sister which which is great but is there something is there a fallback mechanism that you have or a um, a fallback, you know, status that you go to and say, right, I'm going to Zen now and I'm going to do this and then I'm going to refocus and then I'm going to go again. Is there something that that helps you pick yourself up after a fail? Because let's face it, we all fail, some of us, on a daily basis. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the first thing to say is it's good to fail um, yeah. because everybody yeah. does. And if you look at anything good that's ever been created or invented, it's come from a failure. Yeah. And I think that's that's something to bear in mind. We wouldn't have got anything good if you didn't embrace things that go wrong. Um, it's probably worth explaining very briefly for those who aren't aware. Um, probably about six years ago, I went through a situation of it was it was kind of a perfect storm of shit. Um, yeah. In that I had a relationship that ended and a business that went bankrupt due to the actions of a business partner. So I was kind of left in a situation where I had to leave the family home with pretty much a plastic bag with a pair of pants and a toothbrush in it. Um, And it's at that point that you realize, okay, this is pretty low. Um, I didn't think I'd ever be here, but I am. The interesting thing is though, we're all scared of losing everything. And I think uh, that fear drives all of us. And if you look at how, you know, me included, how a lot of people run run their lives, it's I need to buy more stuff and acquire more stuff and then work really hard to maintain this lifestyle and a mortgage and a repayment on a car and all the rest of it. And and I need to work hard. And if I lost this, it'd be awful. It'd be embarrassing, blah, blah, blah. Once all that has gone, 
once all that's been stripped away in a public way, there's there's a calm that comes over you and you go, well, actually, I'm still here. And the thing you were so scared of and that I think we're all scared of, once that happens and you realise, well, actually, it's not as bad as it could be, there's a lot of power in that. So yeah, that's for the sure. first thing. So I think it was quite empowering to kind of go, okay, I'm healthy. The people I love are still here. I've got my yep. kids. I can work. Okay, we're all right. I've, I've, I've still already got more than other people and yes. it's still a good platform to build from yep. and, and I'm okay. And then you've got to back yourself a bit. Um, and I think what I would say is the best advice, and again, I mentioned a while ago, but the best advice with all this came from my mum because there was a point where it did get on top of me and I'm thinking, okay, I'm I'm facing I'm facing quite a bit of stuff here and it's quite yeah. painful. It's public. There was a question mark over my job because of what was happening financially. Yeah. And it all felt like it was starting to close in a bit. And I remember my mum saying, just take one day at a time. And I, yeah, I, it's I such spoke, a good saying. It's a great, it's, 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 it's as advice, it, it's awesome. And I gave it to a friend of mine who was going through a tough time a week ago. And I said, I'll tell you what my mum said when things were really bad for me. Because often that's where overwhelm and anxiety comes from. Because we, we look at the bigger picture and we look at the mountain in front of us and the stuff we've got to overcome and deal with. And no one can cope with all that. It's too much to face. But if you break yeah. it down into steps and you go, okay, let's ignore the mountain, but what's the next step I have to take? What do I need to do next? What do I need to do this day? And then we'll leave everything else for another day. And just to, and it sounds obvious, but I needed to hear it from mum at that time. And it's great advice. And it's advice I'd pass on to anybody when, when you're dealing with whatever it is that feels overwhelming, just break it down and don't think about any of it apart from the one thing you have to do next. And once you do that, and once you take one step one day another step the next day all of a sudden it's amazing how far you can come just by taking that one step at a time um and that's i think the best advice i've ever had and it's you know it's the advice i i pass on now yeah i think that's brilliant you're you're um we all need someone like your mum we do <laughs> <laughs> uh, i think it's fantastic and you know what and actually Ed, it's it's uh there's a lot of segues going on here mate and i don't know how we've done this considering you know this is the first time we've we've spoken but um um the the friend of mine who who we lost last week um is a, a chap by the name of luke swan um, and Luke was a guest on our podcast this series, believe it or not. Uh, Luke used to be the high-performance uh, elite player program manager for Northampton Shear County Cricket Club. Okay, wow. Um, and 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 Luke talked about – and the whole basis of his um, – uh, of, of his podcast, and actually, I was working with him to help him take it into the corporate, um, the corporate side of of business. Was all about um, failure to succeed, yeah, and and and, and fail to succeed, and, yeah. and and all about, you know, you're going to have so many failures. Look at a professional cricketer, um, and and this is where he got this out of and started taking it into the corporate world, which resonated so much with me, um, having played cricket at a decent level and all that kind of stuff, and and. It was all about, you know, a cricketer will go out and probably fail three out of five times. Yeah. Um, but how does he get himself or herself back up 
to face the world's best bowlers knowing that they failed last time. So it's knowing and backing yourself and having the confidence in your technique or your your skill set or your ability and it's getting over that perception of what are other people thinking and backing yourself. Absolutely right. And I think what I'd add to that as well is you never have full context. So don't mm. beat yourself up over anything because – and this, you hear people go, oh, I've had a bad day. And I say, well, how, what, why have you had, well, have you had a bad day or have a few things not gone the way you thought they would? And how do you know what's, how do you know what's right? So had they have gone the way you would, were expecting them to, how do you know that that wasn't actually the worst thing for you? <laughs> Absolutely. And this is, this is a really interesting thing. So, I, so when, 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 when the shit hit the fan a few years ago, I wrote a yep. book with Mark and, Nikki and it was called Be More Kid. And it's all about embracing the fact that there's a lot of power in a childlike attitude and seeing the world with open eyes. And actually, instead of having, an, 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 and I'm not saying don't plan, yes, absolutely have a plan and, and have goals, but also just keep your eyes open on where the path of life takes you. And an example we talked about in the book, um, which is a very powerful story. It's one I remember. It's one that Mark told. It was about a man and a wife uh, on holiday and that had been working really, really hard. And it was his holiday that they'd looked forward to for a long time. And they got into the hotel room and the wife opened the curtains and she saw well, the beach was outside and it all looked amazing. And, and her husband was taking a long time and starting to faff around and mess around. And, you know, she's going, come on, I've, we've worked hard for this. I just want to be on the beach. And he messed around for so long and they, they were supposed to leave half an hour ago. And then eventually he was ready. And as they left the room, they looked outside the window of the hotel and that's when the tsunami hit on the oh, beach. Yeah, of course. And it's one of those things. Had life had gone the way she wanted, they'd have been on the beach when the tsunami hit. Yeah, yeah. And it's 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 a it's a, a sombre example of actually just take things in your stride throughout your day. So yep. if you're stuck in traffic, you can get yourself beat, beat up and het up about it. Which but we all do yeah, at times. Had yep. you have left earlier, you might have been involved in the accident that was causing the, 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 the holdup. And I just, yep. I often reframe things along those lines in terms of no one ever has full context of yep. if anything is good or bad. So just let's all try and accept things the way they are for a bit. There's a, there's a lot of power in that, I think. I, I think so too. I think so too. There's actually there's actually probably another massively long um, um, podcast in that as well. So yeah. maybe we'll talk about that at some point. I think there um, is. Yeah. I think I think so. Um, Ed, we've we've we're coming up to the end of the time, and, and I'm conscious we've you've barely got started, on. Scott. I, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. I cannot believe it. Um, so what we're saying here is we we need to put together a um, um, a, a a part two. A yes, part two to this podcast. Uh, I'd to love to podcast, chat to you again. Which we, which we will do, by the way. Okay. Um, but I, I do want to ask you some quick-fire questions um, before, we, uh, be, before we shut down. But not only that, we're then going to, uh, to, to, to confirm part two of this, uh, of this podcast. Um, quick-fire questions are pretty simple. And and they're basically whatever comes to the top of your head. Okay. Um, and if you're like me, probably the wrong thing. Anyway. <laughs> um, I do that a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, probably why we get on so well. Um, but the first question I'd love to ask: if you could tell your younger self what one thing, one thing only, what would you tell your younger self? 
I think it's a standard reply, but I think everything will work out. Um, I've always been quite anxiety driven. So from my youth, I've always been, I need to do this. I need to do more and learn yeah. more and, and yeah. be fur- further ahead. Just, I think just slow down and enjoy it because yeah. it's not always about the next place you get to. It's about enjoying the place you're in. And I think it's a shame, but we only learn that when we're older. Yes. And it's so important because no one, and especially this week, no one knows how much time we have. And actually the only important thing is that we're good to ourselves and we're happy. Yeah. Nothing else really matters. So I, no, think, I think that is... I, th- I think that's a good one, actually. I-, I really like that. I travel a lot for work, and you know what? If I could just have an extra day to look around and see yeah. things, yeah. I'd be a much happier person. Exactly. And we're actually doing it this year. I'm taking the kids and the family and all that. Kind nice. Of yeah, got to do it. Got to do have it. have got to um, do it. Yeah, we do. And and number number two for me is if you had a superpower, what would it be? <laughs> um. Uh, yeah. There's there's a clean one and a and, and, a, and a proper one, right? So I'll, I'll so avoid the dirty one because I think we all have. We'll do that one. in part two. We'll do that <laughs> okay. in part two. Um, I I think just yeah, probably the ability just to stop time and enjoy things. Um, I'm so my kids are nineteen, eighteen, and sixteen now. Yeah, and I I go, how the hell are you this age? Um, and I'm, I'm honestly out of everything in my life. I love my relationship with my kids. Yeah. Pretty much the most they're, they're friends. Now we all go out for a meal and it's like going out with, with your mates. They're not like kids. It's like, you know, I love to spend as much time as I can. And I'm just aware that Jack, my eldest is off to uni in a week's time. And it's just like, God, how has time gone by so quickly? Mm. And I think we all feel this. We haven't, I, you know, I don't feel I've made the most of the time. I don't feel I've spent enough time with them. Uh, there's so much more I want to do. And it's that, it's that. I think it's I the agree. ability just to stop time and go, let's just hang out for a week and yep. let the world wait and let everything else wait. So I think it would be, if I had a, a superpower, it would be just the ability to stop time and enjoy it. I, I, I think that's great. You know, my my, my kids are 11 and, and 15. Yeah. Uh, my son's just started playing first 11 adult cricket. Um, you know, he, he plays a lot of county stuff. But the one thing that's that's we've done this year, he started to want to play golf. Brilliant. Saying, Dad, it's somewhere we can go together. We go Brilliant. and play, we're, you know, and we're learning together. And, and, and we're actually got that relationship where I'm not stressing about is he playing well and is he not playing, you know, all that kind of stuff. We're just there as two mates having having hit a golf and taking the the piss out of each other yeah. and all that and it's just brilliant so i i envy uh the only thing that you can do that i can't do he can't drive me back from the pub yet um, <laughs> it's so, a great thing when that happens <laughs> so uh so i i've got that going for me um ed the last one i want to ask you before we 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 shut down this very premature uh shutdown of this very great conversation we're having um l- listeners there will be a part two i guarantee there will be a part two um but finally where do you want to be this time next year um if I'm as happy as I am now and everyone I love is healthy, that will do me. Yeah. Um, 
fundamentally, I think that that's what it's all about. I love the people around me. I love what, what I'm doing. I love being on heart. I love what we're building with HDY. Um, there, there are a few other things I'd like to do. I've, I've got an idea for a podcast as well, which, which I'm, exci- I'm excited to launch. With an Australian co-host, of course. Australian co-host. <laughs> exactly. It's just an extension of this, Scott. I'll, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> it's just this, but more often oh, and longer. I'm loving it. Thanks um, for the offer, mate. <laughs> so there's a podcast I want to do. There's another book I'd like to do. Um, and I'd like to, I'd like to, to do more good as well and i and that's one thing i'm working on this year i'm involved in quite a few charities acorns i'm involved right. with help harry help others sent sent basils as well and just i'm just aware that i know that's ultimately what life is about if you can help people that's that's pretty much all there is as well so so that that's something i'm 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 trying to concentrate on and look where i can actually help and add value so in a year's time i'd like to have helped some more people if that makes love that i love that i think that's fantastic and very honorable um ed loved it Love Thank the chat. You. Sorry, and, and I sorry it's so abridged. Um, no. because because there is there is so much more we go we, we, we're going to go through. Let's do a part two. Yeah, we absolutely will. And and you know, uh, as I said to you earlier before we jumped on the on the call, um, it's a bit of a fanboy moment. We I do listen to you, you and Gemma. Um, Thank you. And 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 I I've thoroughly and and the conversation actually that we've had today is far better than what I ever expected. I expected it to be good, but it's absolutely bloody fantastic. Oh, bless and you! I've that's, I've, that's I've thoroughly kind. enjoyed it. Yeah, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day, and good luck for your for, for your um your show this afternoon, and thank and, you. and continued success, which I know it is. Um, appreciate all the all the words of wisdom. You know, they're they're heartfelt and they're genuine, and and that comes across as well. So I. I really appreciate that. I look forward to catching up for that lunch. Yes, um, which which obviously you you quite rightly said that you paid for. So thank you for that. <laughs> I don't remember that. I don't think you'd press record at that point. Either, oh, Scott. Night. So oh, there's that's no okay. proof of that at all. Oh, what a shame. Um, but anyway, look, fantastic. Really enjoyed it. Have a great rest of your day, and Ed. Um, look forward to seeing you very soon. And you, thank you, Scott. Thanks, mate. Bye now. Thanks so much to Ed this morning, and I really appreciate him taking the time out of his hectic schedule to chat and share his story with us. I really enjoyed hearing about what the monarchy meant to Ed and how the passing of Queen Elizabeth really touched him, as it did to the many millions around the country and also the world. Ed talks about his 20 years at Heart FM and being part of the community in the Midlands and building a network of people around him is something he feels very strongly about, and that resonated with me as well. His honesty about how six years ago his world turned with a broken relationship, business failures and other issues made him refocus and it aligns with his answer to what he would tell his younger self and that's everything will work out. I have to also confess that his superpower is something I often thought about as I get older and that is to stop and enjoy the things in life because life really does take away and go away really, really quickly. I hope everyone will stop Look around and enjoy their now at some time today. Thanks again to you all for listening. And remember, take care, stay safe, and keep on innovating.